This episode of Street Focus is powered by FreshBooks. Bonjour and welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valérie Jardin. Today is a new Q&A and Street Challenge episode, and my guest co-host for this week is street photographers, street photographer, sorry, Spiros Papaspiropoulos. I was getting uh, all ready for to say this beautiful name of his, and I think I said it correctly this time. And you may remember him from the Streets of the World Athens special a few weeks ago, and he's also one of the guys behind streethunters.net. And together we will answer questions about what we think is the best lens for street photography and why, and what do we look for first, the story or the light. Then we will give the names of the winners for the last street challenge and announce the new one before giving our picks of the week. Hey Spiros, how have you been since we talked last time? Hello, Valerie. Hi, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. So how are I, you? I, I didn't murder your, your name this time, huh? No, you said it perfectly well. <laughs> Good. See, I'm ready for a trip to Greece. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> And the weather is awesome. Yeah, that's good. Well, I was not too far. I was in Italy last week, so uh, and we had just gorgeous weather. So, yeah, it's... Uh, It's nice. I uh, I have the travel bug again, and I'm heading to Paris here in two short weeks. So uh, it's the in between workshop that's actually more difficult to manage because uh, mm -hmm. you it's hard to to switch from being with photographers for a week, you know, twenty four seven almost, and then uh, and then switching to being you know catching up with office work, <laughs> and yeah. it's kind of a lonely part of the business. But hey. I'm um, not going to complain. It's uh, it's good. So what is what's new with you? What have you been up to? Well, uh, we've been as street hunters. We've been uh, working really hard. We're uh, trying to get uh, many new things out faster. We're trying to increase the volume of our output uh, so we can uh, give more information to our readers. And uh, we also released a, a street hunt video about a week ago. That's uh, gone pretty well. It's all about off-camera flash street photography. So we did some experimentation there with a little bit of Bruce Gilden-style tricks, and <laughs> it was very interesting. Uh, it's not something that we do often, but uh, the uh, results were different to what we've, uh, we're used to, and uh, we liked them. And also, uh, we found that the reactions of the people were not what we expected. Oh. But of course, it was uh, during a very special day. It was during the Arethimino uh, Carnival, because we did it here in Crete. And uh, people were more relaxed. But uh, that's what we've been up to lately, you know, been experimenting with new things. And that, uh, we're really enjoying it. That's fun. So where can people go to, uh, to watch this? Uh, they can uh, just uh, go to streethunters.net okay. uh, under the section videos. Awesome. Well, well, I'll put the link on the show notes. But actually, I have a pot potential third question for this segment, which we may, we may have to talk about now since it's about off-camera ca flash for street photography. So okay. you're definitely the, the right person to answer that question. So, okay, well, let's, uh, let's start with the Q&A segment. And mm -hmm. I, I will read the first question that came from, oh, and that's a tough name because there are a lot of um, accents and um, letters, and I'm not familiar with them. So it's Pia Gupte, and I may be pronouncing completely wrong, but I'm sorry if I did. And the question is, is using a wide-angle prime 
better than a Zoom for street photography? What do you suggest? Spiros, what is your suggestion for this question? Well, um, I use a wide angle prime all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, I use the 18 millimeter on my Fuji, which is equivalent to 27 millimeters full frame. So I get a pretty wide angle uh, view. Uh, The reason why I prefer using a wide-angle prime is because, first of all, I, I, I become accustomed to uh, what I see through the viewfinder. Uh, not having a zoom on my camera really helps me know what I'm framing before I even pick up the camera and bring it to my eye. This is very, very helpful and saves me a lot of time. And also, I know exactly... Uh, I know exactly where to bring my camera, what height. I can do hip shots much easier if I want to. It's all a matter of getting used to the framing because you're using uh, all the time the same, uh, the same uh, focal length. Uh, I have tried using a zoom uh, with street photography, but I find that because I have to keep on fiddling with the framing and fiddling with the focal distance, I waste precious time. So using a wide-angle prime lens, Uh, not only helps me uh, have a better framing, but also saves me time because I don't have to think uh, about the distance I have to do. If I want to get closer, I just walk uh, forwards, or if I want to go further back, I just walk backwards. And uh, I know what I'm going to have in my frame is going to be exactly what I want. And if I'm using a really wide angle lens, uh, I don't even have to look through the viewfinder, as I said before, I just... Uh, estimate, mm -hmm. guesstimate, and uh, I just uh, get a photo through, you know, what I expect to get. And that's just fine with me because I, I like doing uh, things that are kind of abstract and kind of surreal. So it works for me better that way. Great. Well, uh, my answer is very similar to yours. I also uh, do use a prime lens. I mean, my favorite camera at the moment is the Fuji X100S with the 23 millimeter, which is a 35 equivalent. Uh, it's definitely my favorite focal length for street. Um, I do have um, another prime on the X-T1, which is a 50 millimeter equivalent. It's the 35. Uh, that's a little too, too close. So I find myself just having to step back. Um, mm. You get so used to a focal length that you know exactly where you need to stand to frame the shot you envision. And I think that's the, that's the advantage of training yourself to use a, a fixed focal length, length, oh, length lens <laughs> ooh, in street. Um, and I always recommend my students who, uh, who come on the workshops to, to use one, you know, even if it's their, well, no matter what they're shooting with, you know, just uh, use a prime lens for a day. And mm -hmm. uh, I always find that's when they shoot their best, uh, their best work. Um, yeah, it becomes second nature to you yeah, after a while. Exactly, and it limits yourself. And I think, um, well, I, with the with the Fuji X100S, I don't have an option. I don't, I can't change the lens, and and I really feel that's the camera that has, with which have done my best work. And uh, and it because it's an extension of my vision. It just doesn't come in the way. And I I, I think the the prime lenses. Uh, do that um, but for some people street photography is very intimidating and and i did not start street photography with that focal length i mean most of us start street photography when we're hiding a little bit farther away mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah. a step process i feel like you know it's baby steps if you feel more comfortable using a little bit uh longer lens to start you know to kind of uh get your feet wet and and 
and that's okay too. You got to start somewhere. I mean, don't go hide behind a 300 millimeter lens. Oh First, no, no, <laughs> it's not going to give you the look that you're looking for. But uh, but if you need to to use your kit lens, you know, to be a little bit further back, and that's what it takes for you to get out there. Just do yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. It, even uh, if my my ad, even when I started uh, and I uh, had a 75 millimeter equivalent, uh, I still used a prime though. I found that not having to worry about zooming in and mm -hmm. out, that ch constant change of frame, the extra options of changing frames drove me crazy. Yeah. I only used the zoom like twice, maybe in my yeah. whole my whole. Uh, well, I won't call it career. My whole, you know, thing as a street photographer. Yeah. So um, all the other times I've only used prime lenses, even from the very beginning when I was using that 75 equivalent, which went then became a 50 equivalent, then became a 35 and now it's a 27. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's we have so little time to nail the moment that just just zooming in and out can just ruin your the opportunity and so it, it, you have to cut back on all the steps you need to do um, oh yeah and and uh and not only let the camera do a lot of the work but um be prepared and it's a lot quicker to s step back or jump back or jump forward uh than it is to to mess with the zoom i, I think exactly i've also stopped using uh focusing Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to minimize the the time between the things I see something and the the time between uh, uh, sorry the uh, the time I see oh god minimize the time between something I see and my finger hitting the shutter button and so the camera reacting. So do you zone reacting. focus? Hmm? You zone yeah, focus? zone focus. Okay. O only. I see, I'm not sold on the zone focusing yet. I have to experiment with it more. Um, I just uh, I. I still rely on the autofocus mostly, manual focus very occasionally, but uh, the zone focusing, no, I'm not sold on it yet, but I definitely need to, to practice more because everybody I, I know who's who's tried it now is sold on it. I'm like, well, what's wrong with me? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, zone yeah. focusing is very fast. I mean, yeah. I can focus much faster with a film camera with an old manual lens than I can with an autofocus system anytime. Oh, that's going to be my next thing. I decided yeah. I'm going to buy a film camera later this year. Maybe a Okay, some, cool. Uh, some vintage Leica or something just for fun. Oh, wow. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a, uh, my present to myself once I'm done with my uh, workshop season, maybe. <laughs> I think <laughs> you've of, mentioned this before, right? Yeah, well, it's I, more and more my friends are shooting film again, you know, and <laughs> uh, and it's very tempting. I mean, I started shooting film, you know, when I started photography, and now I feel like I've probably shot more digital than I shot film. And uh, I, there is that nostalgia, I think. Yes. And uh, and I'm not going to shoot only film, but I can. I'd like to go like one Saturday afternoon. All I'm going to shoot is a roll of 36, and and uh, and see what happens. So that's my next uh, my next project when I have a little bit of time. Uh, okay. I don't know when that's going to be, but <laughs> it is fun. Well, I hope this answered the the question. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all about preferences. It's just like a camera. There is no perfect camera. It's whatever feels right for you. And I think for lenses, it's the same thing. Whatever feels right for you. I mean, for most street photographers, prime lenses are other favorites because because of the reason we just explained um but hey you got to start somewhere if you feel like you need to be a little further back and you have you only have a zoom lens 
Well, go out there with that zoom lens. It really doesn't matter. Um, you don't need to go get a new prime lens to shoot street photography. Just go out with whatever you have at the moment. Okay, mm -hmm. second question. Spiros, do you want to read it? Sure. It's from uh, Street Talk Store via Twitter. And the question is, do you look for the, uh, the right light first or the person's situation or is it too quick to think? Aha. Uh -huh. Do you want me to start with this one? Yeah, go ahead. Um, well, it all depends. Um, if I look for the light source first, uh, then I'm going to have to wait for the right subject to enter the frame. And I, I played with that quite a bit last week uh, with my students in, um, in, in Rome, uh, where we found the right light or the right backdrop. And then it was a matter of, you know, getting the right subject to enter the frame. So that could happen within a few minutes. It could take a few hours for, you know, <laughs> so or yeah. you may have to come back a different time. Um, but if you have the right subject, the right expression, the right moment, then it really doesn't matter if the light is good or not. I mean, the story will win over over the background, over the light. So it, it, it's not one or the other. I mean, sometimes it all comes together where you have the right subject, the right light, the right composition, the right backdrop. Those are rare moments in street photography because you can't control all that. But uh, mm -hmm. when, it, when you have the right person, the right gesture, then that's what wins in any time. So what, what are your thoughts on that, Spiros? Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. And uh, I shoot mostly instinctively. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, uh, if I see something that's interesting, I'll just shoot it. Uh, but if I'm uh, moving at a slower pace, then I uh, have the luxury to uh, look for the right light or the right backdrop. But usually I shoot very nervously. I'm very passionate and uh, I just go crazy. You know, when I go into the zone, And uh, sometimes I just don't know what's happening around me. I just see things and I make photos. And then sometimes when I get back to my studio and check my photos, I don't even remember I've shot that photo. You know, it's uh, I get into the zone. So I agree with you. I think that it depends on the situation. Yeah. But if you find the right light, I mean, I, I've, I, and I love doing this. I mean, that's an extra challenge, you know, finding the right light And then, and then waiting for the right subject and being able to see the right subject and, and capturing the right, the right gesture, the right you know, movement of the subject entering through oh. that light source. It's such a thrill when you nail the shot. And it uh, is. So, so that's, that's a huge part of, of what I look for, definitely. But, um, but that's, not go that's not taking over you know, looking for the right gesture. I mean, when you're hunting in the street, you you look for the right light. But if you find the, the perfect subject, then whatever light it is, you're going to have to work with it and, and yeah. it becomes secondary. I think that's how, that probably is the way to phrase it. So awesome. Yeah. yeah how but, long, can I ask you a question? How long would you wait if you found the perfect light? <laughs> oh, it all depends if I'm by myself. <laughs> Or not <laughs> uh, well the light is going to change anyways so uh, which you know I'll oh I could stand for an hour at a street corner and really? I won't even find the t oh yeah yeah I, I could stand longer than that probably if I'm so, well it depends if it's a place where I can come back to or if I'm traveling I was really lucky in Rome because I have I do most of my shooting between the photo walks when I'm with my students that's not when I shoot 
the most. You know, I'm, uh-huh, I'm too busy uh-huh. going from one to the other or doing individual photo walks with with small groups and uh, or one on one. And then, but when I go to meet them or after I leave them, that's usually when I do my street photography and and. Uh, I, uh, if I have time, yeah, I'll find the right spot. And I know I'm not going to come back to Rome next week. I'll wait an hour. Easy. Yeah. I was okay. lucky because I never had to wait that long because people are so interesting in Rome that there was yes. already somebody that was the quintessential Roman <laughs> walking through <laughs> the frame. Or And uh, so I always had, I was very lucky that I never had to wait that long. But, oh, yeah, no problem. That's part of, uh, that's part of the fun for me. Yeah. Do you know what I do when I see light and I want to capture it and I don't have the time or I don't have the patience? I just snap a photo with my iPhone and that way I know what time it was. Good and point. I can go back the next day because it's got all the information on the photo on the iPhone. And I know the location and I know the time. So that way I can, when I've got more free time on my hands, I just go back to the location if the weather permits and I uh, take this, the photo I had in mind. That is such a guy thing. You're such a nerd. <laughs> I, would never, <laughs> I would never think of doing that, but <laughs> that's a very good point. <laughs> you guys are well, much more... Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know it is easy. It's something that I'm like, yeah, I'll just... Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I would not think of doing that. <laughs> but but I hang out with a lot of male street photographers and they would all say that. You know, it's so funny. Okay. Girls tend to think less techie <laughs> in general and, and kind of, well. we'll wing it you know so yeah we'll come back another time <laughs> <laughs> but i love it that's awesome okay well i think uh i think we covered that one and i think we have time for question number three which i wasn't planning on including necessarily today but because you talked about uh using flash in street photography i think we need to to talk about it because i really don't have much opinion on this but it sounds like you just experimented with this so let's just do it and this question was sent by my buddy steve brokaw a while back and i was kind of waiting for the right person to answer it so here i have it uh do you ever use on camera or off camera speed lights for street photography so tell me tell me your experience Okay, so the experience was awesome. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, as I said before, I didn't uh, expect to get such positive reactions. Uh, it feels as if uh, because you're uh, flashing the other person in, your, in their face, they expect to be photographed, and it's a totally different reaction to as if you're trying to take a photograph without them seeing, and they might catch a glimpse of you. It's They have a totally different uh, reaction, so... If a person, for example, sees me taking their photograph and I'm not using a flash and I pretend I didn't take the photo and I walk down the street or if I go or if I uh, change my mind and talk to them or something, sometimes their reaction, even though I haven't got any negative experiences, sometimes their reaction is a bit, you know, um, uh, suspicious. But uh, when I photograph them with a flash, for some reason, well, that was my experience anyway, for some reason, they said, oh, he's a photographer, he's taking my photograph. So after I took their, uh, their flash, their photo, they would uh, ask me for more photos. <laughs> yeah, like I was, uh, you know, their personal photographer and I was just uh, taking photos. So uh, I, I can't explain if that was because of the day I was uh, doing this. As I said before, it was during the carnival day, so everyone was very excited I haven't tried uh, camera flash uh, with uh, on a normal day, so I don't know if my answer is uh, 
going to be the best uh, for the question. But as far as uh, the time I spent using off-camera flash, I think it's very interesting because you get to play with uh, light sources. You can be very imaginative with light sources. You can move the camera, the flash anywhere you like. You can move it above, you can move it below, you can move it to the side and create very different uh, surreal results. Uh, or you can create very stunning results depending on how you expose, because if you expose for the background and you uh, flash, uh, and you also use the flash, you get this really rich, colorful, rich photograph, you know, that's exposed mm -hmm. everywhere the same. So you might get really bright eyes and nice uh, detail on the face, while at the same time you get lovely skies in the background. Or you can uh, experiment and um, change the settings on your flash and even though it's daylight outside, you can completely isolate people by making the, the background darker because you're exposing differently. Cool. So it's a very interesting experience. So what, uh, what, gear, what gear were you using? Okay, I was uh, using my uh, X-Pro1, mm -hmm. uh, the 18mm, uh, uh, which is a 27 uh, equivalent. Uh, and uh, the reason I was using this lens is because I could zone focus very easily at this, uh, using that focal length. Uh, and the uh, EXF20 uh, flash, which is by Fuji, it's a very little rangefinder style, old style, you know, kind of flash. It's a little metal box that has very good controls on it. It's got both manual and auto TTL uh, settings, and you can switch between them very easily by just... Uh, by just uh, pushing your thumb and making the wheel spin to the correct setting. And I was using a, uh, because I want, at the beginning I wanted to go with TTL because I, of course I didn't have the experience then. Uh, I wanted to use TTL, so I got a uh, TTL cable. But I noticed that the uh, TTL flash wasn't giving me the results I wanted. So I ended up switching to manual flash. And I just uh, metered each time, experimenting on uh, my fellow street hunter, Digby Fulham, who was right next to me during the whole time. So I got the light right, and then I just went and, uh, you know, used the manual flash, the cable, the camera, mm -hmm. and that was it. And uh, the experience was amazing. It was just so much fun. I was very excited when I, uh, when I did this. And uh, if you uh, head back to our website and uh, check out the video, you'll see how excited I was because I keep on saying it in the video. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think my answer is much better, will be much better answered if you get to see the video. Okay, great. I, I'll definitely link and I'll, I'll check it out. Um, okay. That's something I've never done in the street. I'm not planning on doing. I, I'm not sure I'd get this kind of positive response in the streets of Paris, for example. Uh, if I yeah, started, I don't know. <laughs> you know, using a flash in people's face with a wide angle. <laughs> lens you know to boot uh that would be a little too close maybe and uh would probably in, in, invade their uh privacy a little too much but um it's a style and i think uh, it's fun to experiment i think experimenting mm -hmm. in a new you know and an event like you did was probably the best way to to start because yeah for sure people are not going to get really upset but yes, uh, yes. you may not get the same response you know late at night in the streets of New York or whatever. Who knows? Well, uh, some guys do that. Yeah, uh, no, is it on Bruce? On a regular basis. Yeah, who does that? Is it Bruce Gilden? 
Yes, it's Bruce Gilden, okay. uh, also a very uh, well-known Greek uh, street photographer, Dirty Harry with three yes, R, Alabos yes. uh-huh. uh, who is actually, he actually lives about a kilometer away from me. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, we've, uh, we've met a few times and uh, there are other few people who uh, use the flash like that yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh again, it's it reflects your personality too. You know, I think your 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 work ref- is a is a is a reflection of who you are. And uh and that's pretty bold to go out there with a flash. There's no doubt. It is. Yeah. It, it doesn't fit it doesn't fit me. Uh but I can see how it fits other other people because I'm not so much in your face as it is as a photographer although I get really close but uh, but you have to be you know pretty bold and and brave and in your face to be able to not only get that close and and flash this uh, it, light it is people. all about the state you are in at yeah. that moment yeah I mean sometimes I feel like no one will ever say anything to me mm-hmm. and I'm the happiest person in the world and I can just go and take any photograph I like and Nothing happens. It's a blast. Everyone's having fun. It's, a, it's true. It's in your attitude. Mm-hmm. I know. It's in your attitude. But yeah. if for some reason there's something on my mind, I can feel that I'm, I'm radiating a negative vibe, you know? Yeah. So it's all in, the, uh, it's all in yeah. the, uh, the state of mind of the photographer. That's true. Yeah. Because people will pick on that. And if yeah. it feels off, if it feels wrong, you might as well not do it because uh, people will notice. It's true. It's Good point. For everything, yeah. you know, when people approach strangers to do a street portrait, for example, you have to be in the right state of mind to to do it and to do it well. If you feel it's off or you feel off yourself, then um, it's gonna it's not it's definitely gonna show in the result, and uh, you're not gonna get as great of a, it's not gonna be as good as an experience. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and point. I think that um, the uh, people being photographed. Uh, more suspicious of you if you don't feel confident yeah. about yourself definitely yeah i just i just recorded a, my top 10 tips of street photography for an upcoming segment and uh yeah it's all about uh having fun and uh, and rela- yes. and being relaxed because i mean people people will definitely if you look nervous it's going to show and you're going to look suspicious um if you're relaxed and having a good time then uh, people will respond accordingly. So, very, I totally agree. Yeah. Awesome. And sometimes it helps if you shoot with a friend. Yes, yeah. yes, that's true, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I always tell my students that, you know, if you're a little intimidated, just, you know, if it's their first experience in street photography, just go out with a friend. It will definitely embolden you. Um, and uh, you won't be as shy either. So mm-hmm. good, good point. I would like to take a moment to thank our sponsor for this episode of Street Focus, and that's our friends over at FreshBooks. Working as a freelance photographer can be very stressful at times. I mean, the pressure is on. You need to consistently meet your client's expectation and go well above and beyond that. And there is nothing more frustrating than a client who doesn't pay you on time. That's why I'm happy to introduce you to FreshBooks, because it's the simple online accounting software that helps thousands of photographers like you and me save time billing and get paid faster. Creating and sending invoices online is really easy, and you can capture and track your expenses right from your smartphone. And if you're like me, your smartphone is really like your office at all times. And the fact that FreshBooks is so easy to use is super important to me because 
I'm a creative and numbers are not my favorite things in the world. And if I can uh, remove that component from my workflow, uh, I'll be a lot happier and I'll, I'll make better work because I'm focusing on what really matters and that's making photographs. So I highly recommend you check them out. All you need is an email address and it's totally free for the first 30 days. Just go to freshbooks.com slash streetfocus to enter street focus in the how did you hear about us section. It's that easy. Okay, Spiros, are, are you ready to announce your winner for the last street challenge? And, um, yep. that was a few weeks ago because I was traveling. So they were, they had more time. So there were a lot of entries and the theme was pets in street photography. And we had dogs, we had cats, we had, uh, even, I think there were a couple birds. I don't remember, but there were a lot of entries and a lot of good mm -hmm. ones. What, uh, what did you think? I enjoyed every entry. They yeah. all had something different to say. It was a really good experience going through all these photographs, and it was a very difficult choice. Uh, but I did make a choice, finally. Mm -hmm. And uh, the one that I preferred uh, was uh, a photo by Thomas Maurer. I don't know if I'm spelling, saying his yes, name properly. Thomas Maurer, yeah. Thomas Maurer, yes. And it's, uh, about, it's uh, a photo of a... Uh, English British Shepherd dog is it English Shepherd? I don't know exactly what. Yeah, the, one uh, of those really hairy dogs. Mm -hmm. Those very fluffy ones, yeah. and it's at a dog exhibition, and they, uh, it's, uh, it's humans are preparing him for, uh, for the exhibition, and uh, this lady has uh, put her head under the dog's uh, belly because she's obviously uh, preparing Gro it. Grooming, for something. yeah. Yeah, grooming, and uh, the whole scene looks so surreal, and it reminded me a lot of what Martin Parr does, Martin yes. Parr's work. Yeah. And immediately, you know, I just I just came back to this photo and kept looking at it over and over again. And I, I knew this was the one I was going to choose. I, I did too. I, I love it. And I thought of Martin Parr right away because he has this really uh, well-known photo that was shot at a um, dog Uh, show like that and that was mm -hmm. very funny and that had that Martin Parr quality all over it and um, every time I'd go back to it I'd just I'd, I'd smile yeah it, it's awesome congratulations Thomas Maurer it was a great shot and I'm not sure we, we have to get his feedback on that I'm not sure if he uh, if he had Martin Parr if he was in the Martin Parr um, frame of mind when yeah. he shot this <laughs> but uh, it, it was pretty awesome That, that's a good pick. And mine was uh, shot by Akim Katzberg, also from uh, Germany. And it's a picture that made me smile every time I looked at it. And it's a couple, I think they're watching a game or something, a couple with sunglasses. And in between them is one of those funny airless <laughs> dogs, you know, with pointy ears. They just have yeah. like hair on their heads, but they're kind of a bald body. And it's wearing goggles. So it's like the family, you know, with eye protection. And uh, <laughs> I, it's, again, it's funny. And I think incorporating pets in street photography can, I mean, it has the cute and, oh, you know, how sweet. But, but it's often uh, the humor aspect of it. Mm -hmm, that uh, mm -hmm. that I'm looking for, and and both of those are, were just awesome. I mean, the, the the photograph of the the dog with glasses. I mean, the, the framing was a little awkward because the 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 gentleman in the frame is really really at the edge, but it doesn't matter because the 
the the message came across. I mean, it's it's a family with sunglasses basically, and the baby's in the middle, and yeah. he has this those huge pointy ears and those doggy goggles. And is I mean, you can't look at that picture and not smile. It is it's impossible. So um, congratulations to both. Good job. Yeah. Thanks everyone for all the entries. Um, there were a lot others that deserved <laughs> deserved a prize but you can only give two ebooks from our friends at rockynook.com but please keep entering um and i and and thank you again everyone for for supporting the show by entering your your, your pictures it uh, it means a lot to me when i see you know 60 entries uh for the contest that's pretty awesome so uh Great, thank you, Spiros, for uh, choosing uh, choosing your winning shot. Uh, again, we had uh, <laughs> that was my top two as well. So, and it's funny because cool. last time it happened with my last guest co-host. So, I guess that means that it's a pretty strong image. Then, if we both yep. felt it was uh, worth the first prize, so awesome. And the next street challenge will be color. In street photography, as uh, mentioned earlier, uh, just got back from Rome, and uh, I've never shot so much color in my life. Uh, it, it was it was such a feast for the senses, and uh, and color was such a part of the story. Um, so, <sighs> color. I mean, a lot of street photographers shoot in black and white. I've, I've never been one to believe that it should be only color or only black and white because some subjects call for color, others call for black and white. And and I experimented with that in, in Rome specifically because I shot mostly in color. But I have a series of black and white images of Rome that are just more fitting in black and white because the color actually became a distraction. And, uh, mm -hmm. but, but more often than not, I found when I, the light, the, the, the warmth in the street, the texture, the color really added to the story. And, uh, and that's when I feel like converting those images into black and white, in my opinion, would have been a crime because the color is, is part of the story. Mm -hmm. uh, Spiros, do you shoot mostly color or black and white, or does it depend on the location and the subject? Well, uh, I used to shoot uh, a lot of black and white uh, at first. Um, then I went through a transitional phase when I used to shoot both. Mm -hmm. And uh, lately, I've uh, been shooting only in color. Really? Yep, only in color, uh, with the exception of a few Instagram posts, which don't count. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, I've been shooting only in color because uh, I'm trying uh, to uh, open up my senses to different things. Color is distracting, as you said before. And many times I would uh, try and make a photograph and notice later that, uh, oh, there's a red balloon in the background and that's messed up my shot. But if I uh, convert it to black and white, it looks wonderful. Mm -hmm. uh, so I... I used to work with that philosophy in, philosophy in mind. Then I got a lot. Uh, I got confused uh, many times. Why choose between the two? Why don't I just do whatever and see what happens in post processing? I went through that phase as well. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, lately, I have uh, set a mission to my on myself. I'm on a mission to mm -hmm. shoot only in color. And what I do is. I try to attune myself to the color around me before I go sh when I go shooting. So I say I say to myself, everything's in color, man. Focus on the color everywhere around you, and just see the color and shoot the color and go for the color. 
I said okay. color a hundred times. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> we so, know that's the theme um, for the week. <laughs> it's uh, if you program your mind yeah. to shoot in color, you can see the color combinations much better than if you program your mind to shoot in contrasts. Yeah. In light and dark, because if you're used to shooting in in contrasts, you miss those color distractions that might mess up your photograph by accident. Good point. Mm-hmm. That's what I think, yes. Okay. But awesome. I don't think it's better to shoot one or the other. No. I don't think that. I just think that we should shoot whatever we feel comfortable in, whatever we feel comfortable with, and uh, we should shoot whatever's more fun for each one of us. That's right. And it's we don't need to fit in a mold or please anyone else but ourselves, no. really, and, uh, and do whatever we feel is right for us. And again, mm-hmm. it's a reflection of who we are. And... Um, and And uh, if people like it, good. If they don't, well, as long as you like it, what does it matter? <laughs> I know, I know. That's what I tell my students on the online workshops that we do. The yeah. whole point of street photography is to be free. Yeah. You're supposed to uh, do the, the work you do for yourself yeah. to fill a, a gap inside of you, nobody yeah. else. That's right. It's a completely personal thing, street photography. It is. And the fact that we share it with others is just because we have the means to. Uh, Some of our photos we never share anyway. I mean, I'm sure you've got many photos which you love and you've never shared online. We all have those photos. So uh, the whole point of street photography is to fill in that void that we have inside of us, that creative that yeah. creative uh, emptiness, which yeah. I feel I feel whenever I go out shooting. Yeah, it's to be in the zone. There's nothing else yeah. like it. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Great. So go out there, shoot some color, but know why you shoot color. You know, be aware of it. Uh, and then uh, leave a note with the picture if you want and, and tell us why you think this picture is stronger in color than if you had converted it into black and white. So, um, So with that in mind, Uh, enter your pictures on the uh, TWIP Street Focus site in the comment section. Uh, resize them for the web, like seven or 800 pixel wide. And um, enter them by May 28th. May 28th is the deadline for this new contest. And uh, I will pick, uh, I'll have another co-host and we'll pick two winners again for some uh, photography books. So I look forward to seeing your color photographs. Okay, now the pick of the week. Spiros, you go first. What did you pick this week? Okay, this week, um, my pick of the week is uh, the Cam Slinger. The Cam Slinger is a, uh, is a bag that uh, goes around your waist. Uh, it's by Cozy Speed. Uh, I use the Cam Slinger 160 Street Edition, which is uh, total black. Uh-huh. There are no other colors. And it's a really, really handy camera bag because you can wear it around your waist, as I said before. And it's completely out of the way. So whenever I uh, I go out and I want to have my flash with me or I want to have extra batteries or I want to have my sunglasses, you know, stuff like that, I can or an extra lens, for example, even though I don't switch lenses or lenses during a street uh, during a photo walk. But I might want to go on a longer photo walk, Mm -hmm. for example. So I can have my lenses and all the little, all those things fill in that little bag, fit in that little bag on my waist. And it's very comfortable, very, it doesn't uh, feel like I'm wearing anything. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just, uh, I don't know, I I use it all the time, especially now that it's summertime here in Greece. 
and I'm uh, just uh, I'm just wearing a pair of jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah. I don't have anywhere to put anything. So the okay. cam slinger is around my waist and everything I need is in there and I'm fine. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, I'm always looking at, at new bags <laughs> and <laughs> I did not know about this one. So thank you. Now I have to spend more money. Uh, but <laughs> I, I did not know about that bag, actually. It looks quite interesting. So when the camera's there, there really is no room for anything else. But if you're a street photographer, your camera is in your hand or around your neck. So then you would have room to put, you know, your money and, and, uh, and, sunglasses and stuff like that well right? i can fit my x pro one uh with the 18 uh and the uh fort and the 27 millimeter oh, okay. Uh, okay. in the slot okay i can't fit my flash in if i've got the camera yeah okay well i'm gonna check it out that's a good pick mm -hmm. because i mean it's true once it's uh on your waist you you can't feel it and it's super comfortable because uh, straps i mean i have i have two really good bags and uh and they're usually empty but um they after a while no matter what a strap on your shoulder will be annoying and uh, especially in the summer when you don't have much layers many layers of clothing so mm -hmm. um that's a that's a good good pick i will put Cheers. the link i will definitely put the link awesome mm -hmm. and my my pick is actually a book i just received it um from pearson's uh peach bit um and it's the new classroom in a book for the for Lightroom 6. And I haven't even upgraded to Lightroom 6. I'm not sure I am going to because there's not a whole lot in there that I'm excited about um, for street photography. Uh, maybe the speed is supposed to be a little faster. Have you upgraded Spiros or not? I have, yeah, I have. I didn't really notice a huge difference, to okay. be frank. Mm -hmm. um, but I upgraded anyway because I've got the subscription. So I just. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. I, I don't. I just, I only use Lightroom. And uh, so I will upgrade eventually. But I, I was looking, I usually don't learn from books. I kind of learn by doing it. And yeah. uh, I was actually looking through this book. So it's uh, by John Evans and Catherine, uh, Catherine uh, Straub. And it's the Adobe book at Pearson's Press. Um, and it is really good. And I was paging through it. I'm like, oh, I, and, and, you know, it's for Lightroom 5 as well. Uh, and I was looking at it. I was like, wow, there are a lot of things I don't use and I could use in Lightroom. Um, I just really like the way it's set up. It's kind of a training book. So you have uh, different photographers like Nicole Young. And so there's like different classes with different mm -hmm. photographers and um, depending on the area of expertise and so forth. So uh, things that they use and how to use them. So I'm actually going to um, recommend this book. Because whether you've upgraded to Lightroom 6 or not, and if you like to to learn from a book, this would be the one. It's actually not... Because, you know, sometimes you get one of those books about a software, and it's like 2,000 pages. And you're like, oh, yes. It's like a brick, yes. and it's like, I don't even want to open it because it's so overwhelming. But this one is actually, you know, like 400 pages, and it's very well illustrated, and uh, and a good read to learn how to use Lightroom if you just switched from Aperture <laughs> or uh, <laughs> if uh, if you just uh, want to go back and see what you've been missing all these years in Lightroom like I have. I feel like, uh, well, there are functions that I didn't even know were there. So uh, so that's uh, that's my pick. I will put the link in the show notes as well. Great. A uh, couple of announcements. Um the new segment that will be introduced soon is uh, called Street 
tips. And actually, I just recorded the first episode and it's my own street tips, top 10 street tips. Um, and I, that will go out either next week or the week after. And then after that, expect to hear from other street photographers. I know, um, talked with Eric Kim. He's going to be on the show soon. Uh, Steve Simon. So every month I'm going to get street tips from some street photographers, um, all over the world. So I'm excited about that. Uh, but I'll kick off the segment with my own tips. And um, what else is new? Nothing here. Spiros, uh, thank you for joining me today. Any special announcements on your part? Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, in uh, June, on June 6th, mm -hmm. I will be traveling to London where we're going to have our first official streethunters.net readers meeting. So whoever likes can join us. Uh, it's going to be a huge gathering of people, of uh, streethunters.net readers from different parts of Europe mostly. So it's going to be, an, uh, we're going to have an amazing time and we're going to record it all on video and do a huge, massive street hunt video for YouTube. <laughs> That is so awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll miss it by a week because I'm going to be uh, in Paris just the week before, but I'm flying back, I think, on the first or ah, the second. Too but bad. We'll have yeah. to do that. Maybe you, we should have you come to the, to the US. We should meet up in New York or something. Okay, That sure. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> I'm up for the, out for traveling. <laughs> Well, thanks again. So streethunters.net, that's really the place to go, right? Yeah, cheers. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, thank you, Spiros, for joining me today. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having some, me again. Share some ideas and, and uh, answer questions with you because uh, that's what I love about our community. We all have something to add to the table. And, um, and uh, it's always fun to just... to to share and to get others others ideas and feedback on things so that was uh, that was really cool thank you very much again for having me thank you an and, honor. yeah oh thank you i'll talk to you again soon and we are at the end of another episode of street focus i would like to thank our sponsor fresh books for making this episode possible Please head over to thisweekinphoto.com slash street to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And remember to upload your image for the new street challenge, Color. Entries close on May 28th. Please keep sending some uh, guest suggestions because I'm always looking for talented and passionate street photographers who are working on some cool projects. My name is Valérie Jardin and you've been listening to Street Focus. Now it's time to grab your camera and hit the streets. Thank you.